Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Speaking to Empower, and I'm here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations. And today, we're going to be giving out $20 bills, that's U.S. money, uh, but we will only be giving those out to guests in the studio. But if you're listening, you can hear all of the excitement. So, yeah, it's a win-win, I guess. Anyhow, let us get to today's message. Be the person you aspire to be. Once you are that person, then let yourself be yourself. And simply put there, um, if you want to be uh, a particular caliber, a particular type of person, um, find out that person's, you know, particulars. You, you can Google search all sorts of people. And once you um, have the qualities, then put them on. And start acting like you should be acting to aspire to that particular caliber. You know, if you want to be uh, a person that earns $5 million a year, you need to act like a person that earns $5 million a year. And that will get you um, to that goal much quicker, as well as doing the action items, so to speak. Uh, control the meaning you give to things because you can't control everything that happens. And that was uh, Father Najim who said that to his seminary uh, students. You want to control the meaning you give to things because you can't control everything that happens. And Father Najim said, you know, perfect example is my mom said that her cancer was a gift. You know, that's controlling the meaning you give to things. Enough said there. Uh, Jim Kennedy, respect your health. Get some sleep. That's the number one culprit, folks. And it's something that we can control so easily. Uh, it's so much easier for most to physically get to bed than it is to physically wake up. So if you can get to bed earlier with a good book, I would suggest, um, that will help benefit your mental, your physical, your emotional health. And Yogi Berra said, if the people don't want to come out to the ballpark, oh, I got to get the phone. Hang on. Okay. I apologize for that. Let's get back to Yogi Berra. If the people don't want to come to the ballpark, nobody's going to stop them. And essentially what he was getting at there was he was saying, listen, if folks don't want to come, don't let them come. You know, if they want to come, great. No big deal. But it's 
the wording that he puts in, which is just, you know, pretty comical, so to speak. Let's talk about Darren Hardy. Um, he titled today's message, What Makes Life Fun? And he said this is his second success factor revealed. And he goes on to say, a company becomes the people it hires, not the plans they make. And many times there's confusion there. Um, many times they, as in the executives or the corporate bigwigs, feel the people hired will conform to the plans. And basically, the plans have to conform to the people if you want it to be truly successful. And also, hang out with people that you really want to be with. You know, make that a point in your life that you're not going to just go through the motions of hanging out with people you don't want to. Um, professionally, that, that's a bit diff more difficult. Uh, but certainly in your personal life, you can, you can make those um, decisions. And negative associations, whether you realize it or not, can be a big drag on your life in general. Uh, it really can take a lot out of your energy, your vitality, um, your aspirations, it really can have uh, consequences. You know, it's kind of like doing drugs and it gets progressively um, more frequent and, and a more potent drug. Also, you get in life what you tolerate. If you're going to tolerate someone being late continually... And this is both personally and professionally, you're gonna get you're gonna get that. If you refuse to tolerate someone being late, um, then that'll cease. And you're just gonna say, Well, how do I do that? You leave. You know, don't stick around. You know, they'll get the message. And do what you want with people you want. Sounds simple, but a lot of times we cave in just doing the ordinary with unordinary people. In today's message, uh, the insight of the day, if you will, don't be embarrassed by your failures. It's tough to practice, easy to say like most things, but embrace your failure, learn from them, and just, you know, not start again, but just, you know, pick up where you're leaving off, so to speak. So understand that, and you'll have a much better um, outlook. And tell someone what you most admire about them. You know, um, go to a coworker, 
that's doing a great job on something and tell them that you admire whatever quality it may be. And then from there, give them a big kiss on the lips. <laughs> now you, you can scratch that latter part from the, uh, from the equation, but just tell somebody in a complimentary way um, how well they're doing and how admirable uh, they're doing. And Brian Schutz says, live your dreams now and let reality catch up. That's kind of the beginning line that I opened up with, you know, be the person you want to be. You know, live your dreams now and let your reality catch up. Act as if you already achieved it, you know. And I'm basically trying to be the person my dog thinks I am. You know, isn't that the, isn't that the case? You know, dogs love us all. And that's unconditional love. Just think of that as an example of God's love for us, which is hundreds of millions of times more than a dog's love, if you can even comprehend that. Uh, and lastly, I'd like to say the smallest change in perspective can transform a life. What tiny attitude adjustment might turn your world around? You know, and an example that I think I've shared with you before, um, a guy was on the, the T subway in Boston, and he was just slouched back in his chair. And you could see that he was there was some type of mental anguish going on. And he had four children with him that were just off the wall, going bananas, you know, running around, this and that. And the guy in the next row uh, across from him basically was looking at him and like, buddy, are you going to do anything about your unruly kids? You know, I, I just, I don't get it. Have some discipline. So he started conversation with this guy and the guy turned out to be a, a real nice guy and he said you know you have to forgive me uh, for my appearance and for my children I, I just came from the cancer clinic and my wife just passed away uh, and it it was a shock to us how quickly and suddenly this happened now, that is definitely a perspective shift, you know, and, and that's eye-opening. And, and if we can kind of anticipate all sorts of scenarios when we're uh, about to exude road rage or road impatience or impatience with someone on the subway or the bus, or the transit, whatever it may be, um, realize there's things happening that we don't realize. And that was certainly eye-opening to me. It really was. And um, the final story here is when I was 
six, seven years old in that wheelhouse, I was losing my adult teeth. Um, actually, no, I, I, I take that back. I was losing my baby teeth, but at a rapid rate. You know, it was happening like a, a tooth a week. I was probably the wealthiest six-year-old there was from the tooth fairy. You know, I had an actual uh, a, a file that I put all the money in, I remember, in my, in my bedroom. Uh, and I remember years later, because uh, I went up to Boston, and I remember all sorts of exams, but I didn't really know what was going on. I just remember them taking out a, a, a healthy permanent tooth that was really painful when the um, procedure was done. And I think I was maybe 11 years old when I asked, I said, why did I, you know, why did we go to Boston and, and do all these tests and this and that and everything? And my mother, I think it was, was frustrated at the time because I kept asking her detailed questions. She's like, Paul, we thought you had cancer because your teeth were falling out at a rapid rate. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. So it, it struck me that I was, you know, being tested for uh, illnesses, specifically cancer. And, and that was scary to me because I was pretty much a hypochondriac as a kid. I thought I had every ailment under the sun. But my perspective uh, changed and... You know, I, I looked at things a little bit differently, uh, and, and it gave me a better understanding of what other people may be going through, uh, and to, to be a little bit more inquisitive as opposed to assume certain things. And that's, that's a helpful lesson uh, that, that I had gotten at 11 years old. I plan on checking in with you folks tomorrow, Lord willing. In the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.